Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a second. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Thank you so much for tuning into background noise today. As always, I am super excited for today's show. I'm sitting down with this awesome brother band from Vancouver. They're called I Am Creature, and honestly, their music is just like, the best way to describe it is powerful. It is like an alt indie rock, but I don't know why. Whenever I want to listen to it, I just want to like, do a crazy interpretive dance in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) But as you know, I always like to get the show started. I'll let you guys just tell me a little bit about yourselves, your journey with music, kind of your whole little shit there. I'm Mac, uh, lead singer and uh, kind of songwriter of I Am Creature. Um, We started this project about, say, about four or five years ago while living in uh, downtown Vancouver. I've kind of played piano ever since I was like uh, like 11 years old, like just been playing and just kind of songwriting since I was like about 13. And I'm Logan. I'm uh, Mac's older brother. I, I heard Mac playing in another room on an electric piano while we were living in an apartment together in the downtown east side. And I just heard all the songs that he was making and I was like, I want to be a part of this. And I bought an electronic uh, drum kit to uh, pretty much play in this small apartment on the third floor so that nobody could hear us. I had to build like a little platform for us to uh, essentially uh, start playing music together. And that was back in 2000, what, 17, mm-hmm. 2016? Oh, 2019? Like 2018. Yeah, 2018. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we've been playing together for a while, and it's been uh, really fun to uh, participate in this project where Mac writes a lot of the uh, song structure. That's so cute. I like how you bought a drum set to play in a band with your brother. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about, you guys just dropped an EP not that that long ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oddly Shaped Things. Yeah, on no- in November, yeah. Which one? I love the cover. I love, love, love it so much. It's one of those covers, and I've talked about it before in shows. I love the covers where you can, like, stare at it the entire time. (laughs) You're listening to the album or the EP. Why don't you tell me a little bit about putting that album together and the art in particular for it? Mm. So the album artwork is actually based off of this artist from uh, Tennessee called Flamgoo. Um, Check her out on her Instagram. She has amazing art. It feels very psychedelic, very natural and chaotic. But the, the specifically the album artwork is a collaboration between her art and this uh, guy, Cutwise, who's also on Instagram, who does um, collage art. So essentially what he did is he took a bunch of Flamgoo's um, art pieces, cut them all out, and then slapped them all together with some like magazine things. And it just made this really interesting kind of image to me that like um, it felt symbolic enough to be and have a center of focus that it could be album artwork because it just um, it just has that heart in the eye and the hands and they're very just prominent um, along with all the other bright colors and all those things. So and that also kind of went in hand with the title oddly shaped things um which was actually um an idea i had while we were uh recording the record at park sound studios um since it at that point it was uh the three of us were all brothers like in the band so my oldest brother was playing bass he unfortunately he's no longer playing with us um 
and then Logan on the drums and then mm. me singing. And it was this weird experience of this, um, this familial experience of going to a producer and um, we're all family and we have a very weird relationships with each other because they've been sustained for such a long time. And um, just one night I was laying in bed thinking about our interactions with the producers and just kind of going like, oh, we're a bunch of oddly shaped things. And it just made me laugh thinking that. And I kind of held that onto that for the uh, album title. Yeah, yeah. And each each track is um, itself its own odd uh, thing, because uh, I feel like each one has its own identity. And, and the song structure, too. yeah, the song structure, the sound, um, all the instrumentation stays the same, but we we like to experiment and to kind of make the song its own thing, so that you don't just hear every song on the record and feel like I've heard this song before. Um, uh, so, uh, also on top of that, uh, Mac also likes to disappear into the art that he uh, stares at. One of the screensavers that we have right now is this. Uh, crazy monstrosity of like color and stuff and mac just like staring at it so that was a part of what he enjoyed was uh an album artwork where you can just disappear and also find odd things inside of which uh i i, I my personal favorite thing is the humans that are aligned at the bottom that are all just staring at you and it, it kind of feels like they're looking at you and you're odd yourself right but um yeah that's awesome see you guys you guys get it you get the album cover thing and i appreciate that <laughs> let's talk about some of the music off that ep and that album uh the first one i want to talk about is man an island one i love the title what a deep title uh but there's just <laughs> <laughs> there's so many good things about that song one you have a really cool music video to it two i love the like chorus the I'm thinking the time is now, just like the repetition in that. It was just so powerful. And then your dope piano solo in there. Why don't you just tell me a little bit about that song, writing that song, kind of the vibe to it. So that song was probably written about three, four years ago. Um, it was uh, at first it was a lot of uh, synthesizers and kind of like kind of things I programmed together because I didn't really have a band at that time. But the kind of aesthetic and sound that it created with the uh, the things I used made me feel like I was on a deserted island. Like, and, and also to correlate, at that point in my life, I was spending a significant amount of time alone. So it was a little bit of the, off that quote, uh, uh, was it, uh, no man is an island. And it's that the idea that you can't just be unto yourself and expect like you're, you're connected to things, but it's kind of this uh, rejection of that um, rejection of that quote and going like, I do feel like an Island. I do feel like I am alone in, in all this, but if it's also about um, when you, when you take that time to be alone, can you overcome yourself? Can you, can you um, face the challenges that you face individually and overcome them? And that's a lot of what the song is talking about. Even in the phrasing of I'm thinking the time is now is kind of like a, a statement of action and that is time to do something. And throughout the song, there's a bunch of kind of um, lyrically um, implications towards um, just wanting to overcome the self, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, like um, it, it's a it's a mantra that that uh, us as we were doing the record, we were like, uh, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna like it, it was it was kind of a rallying cry for us, and 
even then, uh, I think a big part of the, the lyricism of that song, like, uh, you also can tell that the, the perspective, which is Max perspective, that person's a little skewed, um, has kind of lost it, uh, at, at least in the second verse. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it, it's almost like he's been left so long alone that he's, uh, hallucinating that there are these expectations staring at him. These, uh, what is it? What is it again, Mac? It's, uh, burning shoals, burning shoals, which is a school of fish. And it's like they're they're staring at him, going like, "Hey, what what are you doing?" And and I think all of us have this uh, feeling, uh, these expectations that we put on ourselves um, as we're trying to do what is our own endeavors, our own creative things that might be against you know the, the normal ways of success that people see. Um, and uh, the song is about like persevering through that. Um, and yeah, that's, it has a special place in our hearts for that. I love that. And, you know, I definitely, I, I get that like mantra feel with it. The, the, I'm thinking the time is now. I love that. And you know what? I think the time is now to play that song. So let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So let's spin that. And then when we come back, I want to talk about the first single, uh, Mirrors from 2020. Push through all that 
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. We're sitting with Logan and Mac from I Am Creature, this really awesome, just powerful sounding band. I want to talk about your 2020 single. That's one of the first ones I could find on Spotify, but I know you have a bunch of demos on your website, which is very cool. I highly recommend people to go check them out because I think they're your live demos. But let's talk about Mirrors, a nice hefty six and a half minute song. I love it. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Mirrors is, um, that, that's an interesting one for me because that was, um, I think I started playing Mirrors was like the, I had a kind of like hiatus from playing any instruments and stuff. Um, it was probably around in 2018 or maybe 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally started playing the piano again. And that was one of the first things that came to me. Um, mirrors, um, it definitely was what opened me up to more harmonic sounds on the piano, particularly like the kind of uh, initial rhythm that I make is like hitting all these notes right next to each other in a scale, but just in such an order and with such a rhythm that it feels like mesmerizing. And then that opened me up a lot to a different way of playing. It it was definitely a very progressive song. Mm -hmm. Um, I would compare it. We have another track called Horizons Bend. There's like uh, similarities between the song structure, at least like uh, how many parts are in it. So Mirrors is it's hefty. It's six, six minutes because there's so many different uh, stages that you go through in the song. And um, it really shows like our song structure, how we um, like to tell a story from very low dynamics, building up, building back down and then like in that song it's it's a roller coaster it mm. it definitely is uh one where we were figuring out how to uh create transitions how to create these uh parts into different parts yeah um, and lyrically um mirrors or like the kind of uh what i say the general meaning i had behind the words was about um in in a lot of social situations when you kind of see people and it all depending on your temperament um your behavior will likely dictate how an interaction with another person will go so mirrors is kind of a way of going we reflect each other um in social situations and just kind of talking about i think at that point feeling very um feeling a certain level of disdain or uh unhappiness about the way that i would interact with people but then kind of going well they're interacting with me that way because of the way i'm presenting myself so Mm -hmm. it's that kind of mirrors is about yeah how people seem to just reflect each other and that's as far as our relationships usually go is how willing we are to be ourselves open yeah Mm -hmm. i think my favorite part of that that song has definitely got to be the the bridge um, where, uh, Mac pleads, um, please change my mind. And I, cause for the rest of it, it's very cynical. It's like, I remember when we were making it, it was a very cynical song about how you feel like everyone's just reflecting your own, um, identity and personality and they're not being themselves. And, and, and we got to the bridge and, and it, it was like, you know, this open kind of flowing part of the song. We go into like this nice swing and uh what what ended up happening is we we just went like let's let's 
plead for for somebody to overcome it and be themselves, even though they're uh, they're facing a personality that might be too strong, right? And like that is something that you you want is and it's not going like you know you know impress me. It's it's a lot more to do with like please like break through me and and realizing that you are part of the problem right um and and that 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 part of the song always gets me like when it goes into the solo and he starts pleading like that it's it's great i love that i love that i'm so glad you mentioned horizons bend ah. off that oddly shaped things ep because i wanted to talk about that one too cuz i I was tossed up between this one and the Aristocrats mm -hmm. to play on the show because I didn't have quite enough time to play both. But I really, really like Horizons Ben. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about that song? We also really like Horizons Ben. That that's that's one uh, since the making of the EP and playing live, we've kept that one in. Um, like uh, it's just so fun to play. It's super powerful. Um, like. From a drumming perspective, it's got this very like you know I'm I'm smashing on the floor, Tom. Uh, it's it's that's that's where the power comes from. This kind of like almost tribalistic feeling of of uh, war drums. Um, and then yeah, that Mac, if you want to talk about like lyrically what what that song means to you. Mm. Well, in Horizons Bend, yeah, that that one's um. It was definitely, it was one of the last ones that we came up for the EP. Um, it was one of the newer songs. Mm. It was one that we actually started writing. It felt like it was very collectively and collaboratively written. A lot of the other songs feel like it's uh, more, I just push through piano led whole structure. But that one, I actually started playing with, um, again, my brother, Jared, uh, when he was still a part of the band. We were practicing in Suna's studio, um, it, like a, in a commercial Vancouver. And um, I just started playing something and he just started playing something. And it, that, that kind of sporadic moment where you're not really explaining anything through words, but you're explaining through your instruments and you feel it like kind of come together. Um, and yeah, and then uh, in terms of like um, kind of what the song is about and how it feels is it's um, to me, it's... Um, it's kind of like being on a ship or something kind of acknowledging um, kind of trying to be this macro lens of uh, humanity, essentially of going like we're collectively on a journey together and um, we're all picking sides and um, trying to dictate the direction of the ship that we're all riding on. And that's um, because of that, because of everybody wanting to have such a say and wanting to have such volume that it creates this absolute chaos of opinions and ideas and directions. Mm. And that we're kind of, in a way, we're, we're kind of fucked. But I don't know if I kept going. Like, <laughs> if, we, if we keep going with such this disharmony towards each other, that um, there will be a greater th uh, threat that we either have to unify against or if we keep fighting amongst each other, we will be just overwhelmed. Uh, but yeah, that's what that one is. Yeah, I always get the visual. Um, there's there's um, one part of the song, high water or hell, there's no fair fight. A million hands on the helm, we're in for the ride. I That million hands on the helm, I always think of like uh, the wheel of the ship and just uh, hands on hands trying to pull it in different directions during a storm. Um, I feel like 
you know, everyone's trying to pull it in a different direction, but it stays straight and you're going barreling through the storm. And really that pulling and that fight of the, the helm, it, it means nothing when the storm's just battering you and nobody is wanting to come together. They just want to fight over where we're going instead of thinking about how do we make sure we don't drown here. And, and I feel like, you know, where we are currently within the world with everything that we're dealing with, like that, that, that still holds true, that uh, comparison. And it's kind of a frightening, uh, very frightening uh, <laughs> account of how things are right now. But uh, time after time, it kind of feels like that's where we're at. Everyone's just fighting over which way we're going rather than thinking about how do we get through this? Absolutely. I, I love how much deeper your songs are now too. That, and this is why I love doing this show because like, I I loved these songs before. I felt the power, and now we have these incredible like backstories to them too. Just going <laughs> even more in depth. I love it. Let's spin mirrors, and then horizons bend. So you're gonna want to sit down for these ones, or I guess do an interpretive dance in the woods. But it's gonna be <laughs> a few minutes here, and then when we come back, you guys did a soundtrack to a short film that was also. Very cool. So I definitely want to chat about that for a little bit. But first, here's Mirrors. Oh, say you're lost in a blind card in a way. Stuck in a passage of time almost Oh uh-huh. 
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise today. We're sitting down with Logan and Mac from I Am Creature, just this awesome, powerful sounding band from Vancouver. We just listened to Horizons Bend and Mirrors, two just incredible songs just sound wise feels wise i love them but you guys did some stuff for a soundtrack for a short film which i was unable to find but you guys did send me an mp3 of the heist and so i haven't obviously seen this video all i know is it's called best laid schemes and the song is called the heist and then when i listened to it i could a hundred percent like see what was happening in my head in the film. <laughs> Incredible job. Why don't you tell me a little bit about doing that soundtrack, about the film, that kind of stuff. When was this? Was this 2018? Uh, or it'd be, 2019? It'd be like probably late 2018 through 2020. Yeah. Like a year. Yeah, yeah. It took a while for us to do it because it was our, our first um, soundtrack. Um so to give you context, I, I also, I work in film. Um, and uh, due to that, I, I have uh, friends uh, within the film industry that uh, they helped with our music video, but then we, we also helped with a short film. Um, and part of that was just, uh, yeah, giving them music for, for a, I think around a 15 to 18 minute short um, by one of my good friends. Uh, and yeah, that that short film, it's obvious. It, it, it well, not obvious, but uh, it's best laid schemes is uh, part of the quote. Uh, best laid schemes of mice and men. Uh, and it, <laughs> the next line is about it going awry. Uh, so it's it's about a heist that uh, these these characters go on uh, to steal uh, very expensive wheel parts from a truck. So they do a, a kind of it's almost like a train heist, but they do it to a truck in the middle of the Midwest. And uh, they steal the truck, but they don't check the cargo. And uh, spoilers, but uh, in the end, they stole from a, a, a gang. And uh, they have stuffies in there that have a bunch of uh, cocaine inside. Uh, so they stole from the gang that they were trying to sell the rims to. So when they show up, they've got their truck. Um, and 
uh, yeah, it, it, it's ultimately about uh, people with with big goals that go terribly awry when they try to uh, uh, make a lot of money and profit. And um, what we did for the soundtrack is uh, we we were very inspired by uh, Nine Inch Nails frontman uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, they both do really great soundtracks. Uh, so you can hear in the synths mm. uh, that that are in the heist. They're they're inspired by that. Uh, Mac is our our resident synth guy. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that 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 project in general, um, it took a lot of time. There there'd be like say three week periods. Like we were both working in film at that time, which completely preoccupied like our our lives and schedules. So every time we were not working in film, like there'd be like a week or a three week period, we just like kind of hunkered down and work on it. It was definitely um, a very new experience for me because I usually only make music for um, the kind of music is more of a process that's satiating my feelings or reflecting my feelings. And so it's it's very um, there's a very individualistic side to it. So making a project for somebody else's idea was definitely um a challenge for me um but it also was very nice um kind of being provided a, a sense of structure of that the, there's a story and you got to make the music follow the story mm. and so if you listen to a lot of the songs on the soundtrack you'll really feel that there's this very strong sense of direction of where the song is going and it is all based off of we essentially wrote those songs while watching the um the short film so we literally had the short film in the project and we would line up sounds and things to the interactions and things that would happen just so that it felt very tailored and aware of what the story is doing and set up cues for yeah. important parts uh, i think in the heist there uh, there is a shotgun blast that you probably didn't hear um but um when when it goes off the we we let the music die out for a second because uh we we find that impactful using silence um uh especially when there's something diegetic like that happening um so yeah if you listen closely uh to to this track uh at a certain part uh the music will kind of build up and then choke out um to it doesn't fully choke it doesn't out, fully the, choke the it's when the drums disappear and yeah. that synth is going yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it, it, yeah it doesn't fully <laughs> choke out it's been a while since we've listened to it but uh that was one that we were particularly happy with um the energy that it brought um it's really hard with with soundtrack music because um you're not trying to tell people how to feel you're you're trying to create a space for people to to uh um kind of see what's in front of them and it's an atmosphere that kind of lets them go in a direction of how they feel about the scenario if you start to tell people within the music like very obvious like minor chords and 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 uh you know sad sad music people kind of feel like they're being forced to feel a certain way it doesn't feel um it doesn't feel like you're respecting the audience uh and that was something that we had to really learn was mm. uh creating the atmosphere and a letting 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 the the film speak for itself uh where sometimes things would fall flat which happens all the time with uh creative endeavors and you kind of go like do we try to like push this over the edge by telling them how to feel with the music and we go like hmm i feel like being more subtle might be 
the better call, which was stuff that we had to deal with. But very proud of that that short film. Uh, it was a lot of work, a lot of effort. <laughs> now, I know uh, you've also been involved in another project, too, because I definitely want to play Cracked from the Lily Dippers. Uh, you were telling me that you've been practicing with them lately. Now, I don't know if you've, like, wrote the song Cracked with them or you're just practicing with them now. Oh, I'm just practicing. I'm just joining them in for that one. I was not uh, participating in the production of that whatsoever, but I will be um, helping them out with some productions in the next few weeks at Sound Park Studio. They have the same producer that uh, we actually worked with. So. Dope, dope. Well, how, the, how is that going so far with them? Well, it's, it's, really, it's really cool, especially for me to take a support role instead of being the, uh, the main rhythm and vocalist. I'm just kind of additively doing keyboard parts for them um just kind of going through their old ep and uh other stuff songs that they plan on recording again just uh just, yeah just just adding something to it that um helping hold the rhythm it's very uh yeah it's very di- different for me um but it's a, it's a very pleasant experience to be a part of a band um and not be the lead or the the person trying to uh create direction and kind of have the insight of seeing how, how do other bands behave? Like how do the members behave with each other? Um, how, how does this person provide leadership? Like the lead guy, like what do they do just to kind of gain that additional insight that I can uh, apply to myself so that I, I know that I'm not just in a vacuum and just thinking very like with just one perspective, essentially. That's awesome. What a cool, fun opportunity. Let's, Play Cracked by the Lily Dippers, and then as well, The Heist. And may I recommend for the listeners, when listening to The Heist, close your eyes and try to like make your own little movie in the head. Because it's awesome. You guys did a fantastic job. Yeah, with... Visualize a truck. Yeah. Visualize a car chasing a truck and a guy coming out with a shotgun. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Let's spin those two songs. And then when we come back, unfortunately, I do have to kind of wind down the show a little bit, but... We always save one more song for the end.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I have had so much fun talking to Logan and Mac from I Am Creature. I did save one more song for the end, as I always do. And I saved this one for the end because it was named appropriately. It's all that's left. <laughs> oh, that was that was actually like a, a, a choice between all that's left and through the end. <laughs> I was like, I was thrown through a loop. That that was yeah. my choice. Yeah, <laughs> I had to, I had to think about it. And again, I listened to both of them, and I was like, what one? What one? And I did like all that's left, just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit more. So why don't you? Tell me about tell me about that one. All that's left is a is a hard one for me because that one I feel I I did a lot of experimentation in terms of a uh, song structure. How do I how do I put it? It's 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 the song that I'd consider that has been the most uh, mutilated. Like it's just been <laughs> absolutely it's been absolutely altered and shifted and pulled around in all kind of directions. Very different demo than than what yeah. we came up with on the record. Um, but uh, I I think the identity of it still uh, rings true for it. Like I I personally one of my favorite parts is the bridge as it builds up um, and. Yeah, like that song in of itself. Um, well, yeah, Mac, you can talk about what what that song means to you. Mm. Yeah, that that one again is kind of is similar in vain with um, Horizons Bend. I'd say in, in terms of theme, where to me at least it's um, it's kind of to me it's about praising an idol or something where you um, you look towards something like an ideal or something and um, you're always trying to obtain something and that that kind of reality of going like the thing that you're chasing after is actually not what you what you need and it's but it's something to fixate on something to distract you and uh, also just the this the the disparity of going um everybody is trying to obtain this and have this thing so then all all that's left is very little but you're still you're scrounging you're finding any little thing that can just be like possessed and taken because there's very little that is left to be offered um that song yeah the bridge again that's another song where the bridge it happens after the chorus plays a second time um it has this like kind of piano arpeggio going downward and i'm and i'm kind of belting vocally it's um that part again is um another example of when our songwriting felt more collaborative it was mm. it was something that we came up with with everybody in the room um so even though i have some disdain towards that song in terms of uh structure um there definitely are parts in it that really felt like um, we were really developing as musicians. We were really um, taking, a, we were really reaching as a group to like creatively exist together instead of creativity being very individualistic, which was something I found very important and was very happy to have that experience. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think we were reaching with that song, and and part of what lets you know. That like as soon as you start that song, there is a billowing like synth and and Max vocals. Um, 
And and that wasn't the original beginning, but we went, let's let's have something on the record where uh, you start a song and you go like, this is something new. Um, and we wanted it to uh, prepare you for the kind of the blasting of what the chorus is when it says let us in over and over again, um, which whenever I hear that, I I feel like w- a lot of times we have a lot of um, uh, visual uh, <laughs> visuals that go along with the songs that we kind of feel as we're playing them. And and with that one, uh, I always kind of comparable to Elysium, which was a, f- a film about uh people down on earth as it's been like absolutely ravished and destroyed. And then there's a, a special place, uh, a space station off the planet where you see the rich and the wealthy have gone to. Um, and that let us in is kind of towards the idyllic thing that you're trying to get into. And it's kind of a pleading to, to find your way into there. Um, and then the bridge brings you down to, uh, burning, burning the village for warmth, uh, which which uh is one of my favorite lyrics um personally and and that part of the song like i i i i feel like there is a lot of people that that will destroy their communities just to to uh feel like this this level of uh comfort um i wouldn't say necessarily destroy communities but neglect neglect yeah yeah, yeah. Like even neglect things to you will neglect even the neglected is the person who burns the village right um that's that's also part of it and the warmth is feeling that that vengeance going like you neglected me and now I've oh yeah that well that actually comes from a quote um some it was some I think it's like um a translated African uh, proverb of saying um was it uh. The boy um, who is rejected by the village will burn it to feel its warmth um, is the quote. And that's kind of what I took that from. It's just going the people who feel who feel rejected instead of looking for like um, acceptance, they will destroy things to um, feel um, to to feel some sense of like um, worth or uh, value like they'll destroy they'll they'll do choose destruction over um harmony just so that they can feel that they have been uh, satisfied somehow but yeah incredible well before we play that song is there anything we should be keeping an eye on you guys for as far as like concerts new music Stuff like that goes. Mm, uh, so we have some shows lined up right now. Uh, we got one in, in Victoria on Vancouver Island. Either it's it's a battle of the bands. It's the second round. We just passed the first um, about a week ago. Mm. Um, that will be happening either on the 3rd or 10th of March. We have a show at the Portside Pub, um, Gastown, on the 9th of March. And uh, the, the, the big one that... I want to get as many people out too. Will be um, the Fox Cabaret um, May sixth in Vancouver. So, yeah, yeah. So it'll be a Saturday night. That's the one. If like uh, if anyone can come out to make the time for, we want to have a good big show and uh, we'll make it special. Right now we're we're keeping it pretty local. Um, so uh, yeah, we we don't have any plans yet for 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 touring because uh, right now we're we're keeping our heads down and and making demos and we want to. Uh, make new music for for spotify uh just because we feel like that's that's how you you grow your your uh your audience base outside just, of just yeah, the local community just wanting to make the music um that we're playing because a lot of the music we're playing live right now yeah. isn't actually off the ep it's newer stuff um 
and making that music accessible so that people can listen to it even when we're not playing live is very important. So it's also looking like we're trying to get some singles recorded in April, um, hopefully have some more music released by like July or August or so. Mm-hmm. And we'll be having our heads down working on an LP, um, probably around a 11 song LP to be released either end of year or next year. Amazing. Well, it sounds like you guys have so much that we need to be keeping an eye on. So again, thank you so much for (laughs) sitting down with me today. It was so awesome. Of course. And that's all we have left.
for Find what you were looking for Find what you were looking Are you That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.